Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. On Wax 104.5, and good morning to you. It's a Monday morning. Kristen Smith with you, and also Miss Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. So did you have a nice weekend? I did. I had a fantastic weekend. You did. I, we are going to be talking about your weekend Apparently, you've got some horseshoes swirling around you, a little luck of the Irish, do you? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. We're going to be touching base on that later. You know, I had a pretty good weekend, too. I was all excited. I went and got new pants this weekend. And just, my... and just so you all know, they're very nice pants. Oh, I think lots so. Of, lots of bling on them, oh, so I, she's just really... I didn't need the bling, but I've been telling my husband for months, I need some new pants. I mean... Mine still worked, but they were getting just that little, meh, you just didn't love them anymore. So I was all excited. I'm going to get new pants. And then I'm like, woohoo. And then I said to him, so what am I getting for Valentine's Day? And you know what he said, Jill? He said, you just got pants. Well, I think he should get you at least something else. I think so, too. At least another pair of pants. Well, I know I bought a couple, so I'm good on pants, but a shirt would be nice, you know, or dinner. I mean, I would take dinner. Well, at least dinner, I maybe some say. diamonds or something like that. Ooh, ooh. We can diamonds, we can suggest flowers. things like yes, that, right? I, yes, you talk to him. I'll give you his number later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're we're gonna have a fun day today. We're gonna be picking on Jill a little bit. You'll find out in a little bit why. Just remember, she's got horseshoes surrounding her this morning. If that gives you a little hint. <laughs> But it is a beautiful morning out there. We're at 6 degrees right now in the Eau Claire area, but it feels like it's negative 3 with the wind chill. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're a few minutes before the 5 o'clock hour on this Monday morning. The roads were pretty clear this morning, but watch those side roads. I know some of that snow from yesterday, we had about an inch in Nilsville. Um, hit some of that ice and that packed snow, so be careful on the side roads. But Highway 10 was clear, I-94 was clear, so it was a good morning to come on in. And we've got a busy morning we're going to be talking about new management. Governor Tony Evers with the Wisconsin FFA Alumni and Supporters Association and beef. It's what's for dinner. That's all coming up on a busy morning here at on a busy Monday morning. And it is 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's time to check in this morning with some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Spotify isn't canceling podcaster Joe Rogan after a clip of him using a racial slur went viral. CEO Daniel Eck criticized the comments, saying they were incredibly hurtful and don't represent the values of his company. Still, he told employees he doesn't believe silencing Rogan is the answer. The 54-year-old host used the N-word almost two dozen times. He's since apologized and confirms he's removed several of his podcast episodes. The House is set to take up a stopgap funding bill this week. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer told MSNBC the chamber would likely pass a continuing resolution to give negotiations a little more time. I think that uh, we're going to get agreement both on the top line of how much spending is going to be and, and how it will be spent. Uh, but it's not there yet. Congress passed a continuing resolution in early December that funded the government through February 18th. Senator Marco Rubio warns that any Russian invasion of Ukraine will have global repercussions. The impact would begin by destabilizing Europe. This is the single greatest threat Europe has faced since the 1940s, and um, the refugee uh, surge would be one. Appearing on CBS Face the Nation, the Florida Republican said it would trigger a very dangerous period in human history where countries take what they want by force. However, he also assured Americans that there would be no direct military involvement of U.S. troops in Ukraine. President Biden is looking forward to visiting Israel later this year. That's what he told Prime Minister Naftali Bennett during a phone call on Sunday. The two spoke about the recent U.S. raid in Syria that killed an ISIS leader. Bennett offered his congratulations and said the world is a safer place thanks to the courageous operation of the troops. And a New Jersey man is being remembered after he died trying to become a Navy SEAL. His former high school football coach says players will now wear Kyle Mullen's number on their uniforms. The 24-year-old was going through Hell Week training in San Diego on Friday and didn't survive an underwater demolition class. 
You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. And that's a look at our news this morning. We'll be touching base with Morgan McCarthy a little bit later on with some more of the local news and some state and, of course, national news. And we have a busy, busy day. We're going to be talking a lot of stuff. You know, on Friday, World Dairy Expo announced that they're going to have a new manager. Manager Laura Hirschlib from DeForest, Wisconsin, will be the new general manager of World Dairy Expo starting on February 28th. Hirschlib is a former member of the Badger Dairy Club, spent five years as a dairy cattle show manager, and has helped with multiple projects at Expo. She's replacing Scott Bentley, who's retiring. World Dairy Expo will return for their 55th event October 2nd through the 7th. You go to Expo, don't you, Jill? I haven't been down to Dairy Expo for quite a while. I've wow. gone to Beef Expo. Beef Expo? Yeah. I went to World Dairy Expo here this last year. It's insane how many people are down there and the animals and the vendors and the food was good too. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. And the, co- the colored shavings are oh. always just a slice. I always like looking at the pictures of after they've gone through the show ring. Yep. So cool. I know. I actually know a gentleman who hauls them in. So he actually knows the color of the shavings before they get to Expo because he takes the truck. So how cool is that? I mean, you'd almost be like, hey, guess what color it is? <laughs> We had but. colored we had colored shavings for the county fair one year Ooh. just for fun. Yeah. And oh man, they just everything just popped on the uh-huh. show on the top of them. Oh, exactly. Especially when all the kids are in their show whites. Yep. Everything is just brighter. Oh, you got to love those show day memories. But we've got a busy morning, so we're going to keep on moving. We've got markets, weather, news, and a whole bunch more coming up. It's a busy, busy day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And that's right. The Marshfield Farm Show will be taking place here, not this week, but next week. Wednesday and Thursday, the 16th and 17th, Jill and I will be there with our bells on and having some fun. And we'll be talking to people. So stop in at the Wax booth. And, yeah, I think we're up by the Yonkers area this year. So I'll have to check into that to make sure. But I think we're up in that region. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Have you been to the Marshfield show anytime soon, Joe? I haven't been there for years. Oh, well, you don't know what you're missing. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be there. So, of course, it's going to be a blast. Of course. (laughs) Well, looking at temperatures around the area right now, today looks like it's going to be a gorgeous day. We're looking at a high of 21 degrees, mostly sunny. Tomorrow, even better, 38 with a little bit of clouds coming in. Wednesday, 34 degrees and some scattered snow showers. Temperatures around the area right now, we've got Medford at 10 degrees. Rice Lake is a little chilly this morning at 4. Wausau's at 12. Green Bay, 17. Marshfield is at 10. La Crosse is at 11. Madison, 17. Milwaukee, 23. We're at 6 degrees right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area. And with the wind chill, we're at negative 3 degrees. We've got your markets coming up next. And those markets... This morning will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Cheryl Zimmerman, Wisconsin FFA Executive Director. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 years in farm broadcasting. We appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for highlighting Wisconsin FFA chapters across the state. It's wonderful to be able to have you as a partner in agriculture and supporting youth, and we just appreciate everything that you do. Thanks so much. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. That's right. Not this Monday, but next Monday, Valentine's Day. Mr. Bob Bosold will be celebrating 45 years on the air. He should be in next week, Monday, with us. Jill, I think we're going to have to have some fun with him then, too. I think so. What do you think? Some balloons, maybe? Or Ooh. should we do a cake? Or or we'll have something going we on here. We should fill the whole studio with balloons. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> 
Ooh, and the cats away, the mice are going to play, and we're going to have some fun planning this. But congratulations to Mr. Bob Bosold. Well, let's take a look at the markets this morning, Jill. Start us off. What's all going on with those livestock markets? All right. Choice fed beef steers are 131 to 143 with mixed at 113 to 130. Choice fed beef heifers are 129 to 143 with mixed coming in at 79 to 128. Choice fed Holstein steers are 110 to 126 and a half with selects at 80 to 109. Cows are 44 to 68 with a top of 82 and a half. Bulls are 70 to 103. Butcher hogs are 44 to 59 with sows at 45 to 51. Boars are 15 to 20. New crop market lambs are 220 to 265. Old crop market lambs are 215 and down. Feeder lambs are 230 to 375. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jill. Looking at the Mercantile Exchange, live cattle for February is at 142.05. That's up 45 cents. April's at 146.87, up 12. June is at 141.37, down 15 cents. Feeder cattle for March is at 166.10. That's down 62 cents. April's at 171.42, down 37. May is at 175.35, down 27 cents. Lean hogs for February is at 87.02. That's up 57 cents. April's at $100.07. That's up $1.70. May is at 103.67, up $1.47. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we had some rain in the southern countries. We have March corn up a nickel at 625. March oats down seven at 724. March beans went up 12 cents to 1566. March soybean meal up $4.10 to $448 a ton. Your March wheat was up six at 770. On the dairy side, barrel cheese up four and a quarter cent to $1.89 and a half. Your blocks are up two at $1.90. Double A grade butter was up four and three quarter cent to two dollars and fifty cents. And looking at your class three futures for February, up a quarter at twenty dollars and seventy cents for February. March is up thirty five at twenty one sixty six. April up forty one cents to twenty one eighty. May up twenty two to twenty one fifty two. June up thirty four cents to twenty one fifty six. And the markets were double digits upward. And you know Valentine's Day is just a week away. And of course, Mr. Bob Bosold's. Big 45th anniversary is coming up next week, Monday on Valentine's Day. What better gift than to give Farm Tech Fest, which will be happening at Farm Technology Days in Clark County in July. Sawyer Brown's going to be there, Madison County, and Joe Nichols. I mean, tickets are really affordable. General admission, $25. Standing VIP is $40. And for all-included platinum VIP, $105. So you better get those tickets before Valentine's Day. And we've got some news this morning, and Miss Jill here has horseshoes surrounding her. You'll be hearing about this in just a little bit. The Wisconsin FFA Alumni and Supporters Association had their 42nd annual convention and annual meeting over the weekend in Rothschild, where over 240 FFA alumni members were in attendance. Some of the highlights from the weekend were the awards and recognitions. From our area, Grant and FFA and FFA alumni took home a few awards, including Outstanding Agriculture Educator Award that went to Katie Ryder. They were also named Outstanding State Chapter in the Large Division, and they received gold ratings in the National Outstanding Chapter Awards and will have their applications submitted to the national-level competition. Charlotte Johnson from Granton took home the Outstanding Achievement Award and will also be advancing to the national competition. Gary Ebergen from Granton was also recognized as a retiring council member, so congratulations to Gary. And it's the moment we've all been waiting for. The drawing for the statewide cash raffle took place on Saturday night. And from our area, second place prize of $5,000 cash goes to, drumroll please, Jackie Schoenher from Nilsville. And the first prize of $10,000 cash goes to none other than, drumroll please, our very own Jill Welke from Osseo. <laughs> Jill, how did you do this? How did you sign up for this cash drawing? And congratulations on $10,000. Well, I just went and did an interview with Cheryl Steinbach, and she was really promoting her raffle ticket. She had one sitting there on the table. I said, I'll take that. Wow. So I took that, and here we are. I'm thinking that Bob was kind of disappointed that he didn't do that interview. Yeah, because, know. you know, hey. Well, you know, with Valentine's Day coming up, and you just got this, you know, beautiful prize <laughs> from the Wisconsin FFA Alumni and Supporters Association. I mean, I think there should be a Valentine's gift for myself, for Bob, 
You know, and then a 45th anniversary gift for Bob, you know, breakfast. I'm just saying, I think this would be super nice. So you want some more jeans? Yes, I would love, I'll take a pair of jeans, maybe even a shirt too. (laughs) Well, congratulations again to the Granton members for their outstanding achievements in the Wisconsin FFA alumni. And that's just an amazing, amazing accomplishment to have this, especially from our area. Granton's such a small community. Yeah, and they go nationally. Just think of, they just, and I'm so impressed. It's the, they, alumni actually celebrated their 50th anniversary of actually being alumni organization and they support i i had the luxury of talking to cheryl and the amount that the alumni supports the ffas around there is amazing they really give them the push and you know the way the covid stuff was they are really pushing them and getting them out there and starting new projects and really supplying them with a lot of information and a lot of drive that's just amazing well, congratulations again to Jackie Schoenher from Nilsville, Miss Jill Welke from Osseo, Gary Eberton, Charlotte Johnson, and Katie Ryder, all from the Granton area. Well, we're going to be hearing from Ted McKinney. He is the former trade secretary, and now he's the CEO of NASDA. He's coming up next, and that will be with Aaron Zimmerman from Madison. we still got a busy morning coming up here at WAX. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Judy Clark here from WEAU, wishing Bob Bosold a very happy 45th anniversary. Bob was a staple for ag news on the radio and on TV when I was a farm kid from Tilden, and I was starstruck when I first met and worked with him as a Wax News intern more than 35 years ago. I mean, this was Bob Bosold. You couldn't ask for a better mentor. He's a top-notch journalist who's at home interviewing everyone from lawmakers to 4-H'ers. And he's a wonderful guy to boot. What a legend. Congrats, Bob. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. International trade is so important to the ag industry. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire County. And Aaron had the chance to talk trade. Yeah, that's right, Jill. And when I attended the Wisconsin Agribusiness Classic here just a little while ago, their opening speaker was actually Ted McKinney. He's currently the CEO of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture, but was formerly the U.S. Undersecretary for Trade. Aaron Zimmerman here from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and we got to talk a lot about trade. We talked about what things have been looking like on a global scale and some of the opportunities that are going to present themselves into the future and where he sees that things might go. Yeah, there was a great deal of focus on trade when we were there. And in my role, I was the one that was really out and about interfacing with countries of all types, government officials at all levels, trying to promote and sell more of our U.S. product, and in this case, product from Wisconsin as well. And we did. We worked a lot. I mean, we even got down into some details on ginseng and cranberries. Certainly milk was always in the mix, and dairy products was always in the mix. So we we were successful with uh, the China Phase 1 agreement. Now, that's being analyzed now. We'll know in a month exactly what the numbers were, and we know that they fell short of honoring their commitment. We probably guessed that was going to happen even a year ago. They'll talk about things like COVID. They'll talk about congestion in the supply chain, all things we know, and I'm sure that did contribute. I happen to believe, though, that if they had really put their mind to it, uh, they, they, they could have come a whole lot closer. But this is China. China can't be told what to do. They'll do what they want to do. And in fairness, they even had a clause in there that they'll buy based on their market needs, even though there was a set number for 2020 and a set number for 2021. If we play it right, though, I think uh, we will continue to have good trade with China. Now, there's always wild cards like, are they going to make a run on Taiwan? Uh, Are they going to shut the South China Sea down or try to? Uh, will espionage and theft of our intellectual property continue at levels we've seen before? All these things are major issues. But I think despite that, uh, they need our products and we need their products. And that makes for a pretty good trading relationship generally. 
So we'll have to worry about all these big, important, ancillary things. But at the core, do they need it? They do. Do we need their stuff? We do. And let's hope that prevails as the major theme on trade with China. I think despite that, we need to continue to hedge our bet and diversify our portfolio. Uh, it was the soybean crowd that really got hit when tariffs came and um, they just started buying a whole lot more from Brazil. Um, normally, they share that. They, just, they, they, they divide that up. What that means is countries like the Philippines, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, Burma slash Myanmar, and so many of India, for crying out loud, offer great opportunities. No, it's not as simple as walking in saying, hi, I'm here and I have a lot of products to sell and they're going to readily buy them. It's tough work. It's negotiating. It's being there. But I do believe if we keep working at it, we can get there. And that was what I found. When I showed up once, well, by golly, we've got the U.S. Undersecretary here. Show up twice and they know you're serious. Show up three times and they really know, well, we better about figuring out the relationship here. So I think there's a lot of opportunities. And this goes well beyond Asia Pacific. I think we can sustain good trade with Central and South America. I think the UK is a wonderful opportunity. I'm very worried about the EU. Uh, you know, they're on this precautionary principle kick and trying to spread that, and that would that'd be a detriment to a lot of the production we do and we practice here. So all in all, uh, our hope is that, that, that Team Biden will continue to focus on international trade. There were some real victories announced in the last couple, three days. But that's very different from getting people in place, replacing me, for example, and having them get on a plane, replacing my buddy Greg Dowd at USTR and have them get going on negotiations. That's what I think we've got to get going on. Now, you mentioned, you know, talked a little bit about China and phase one. And, you know, now that you say that, Obviously, we don't know for sure on everything, but that they've probably fallen short a little bit. You know, what are some of those opportunities moving forward to continue trade with them and, I guess, continue to strengthen that trade with them as we go forward? Good question. Well, one of the big purchases they were making was pork product, and that's because African swine fever decimated half or more of their swine herd. And their herd makes the rest of the world look small. So to the degree that African swine fever is managed or not will be a dictator on whether we're going to be able to continue to sell pork. Our negotiations on dairy were several hours long, and they're making us feel uh, their pain for their ineptness of how they handled melamine when melamine was added to baby formula and some babies died. So they're going to always, always, always scrutinize every single dairy product. Uh, I think there's an opportunity for dairy products there, not just dry milk powder, but other products if we can get them there. Frankly, at an economy of a billion and a half people and at their rate of growth, they should need and want a whole lot of what we produce. Your ginseng, your cranberries, your pork, your corn, your soy, your certainly your dairy products, and the list goes on if they wanted to. It's just a matter of how much they want to uh, buy from the U.S. since we're sort of the, the natural uh, opposition to some of their wishes on the global stage. But I think in the near term, we have some, uh, some more opportunities, not, not more upsides than downsides. You know, and now you talk about China and dig into that a little bit, but you also mentioned some other countries that really present some positive opportunities or maybe even some places where we haven't done as much business before. Let's talk a little bit about those different countries, some of the ones that you mentioned, and, and dig into those as well. Sure. Well, they're vast and they're all around the world. The UK, after they've Brexited, is getting back to the UK we used to know. They don't have to go kiss Brussels ring, who are more constraining, uh, regulatory-minded. And I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for the U.K. In the Asia-Pacific area, my goodness, countries like Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, Myanmar, Vietnam, Japan, of course. Wow, a lot of opportunities. And they have been buying and buying big. It's just that any five of those countries doesn't equate a single China. So the best of all worlds is let's keep selling to China, trading with China. I want this to be a two-way street, win-win. But by golly, spend a extra time in those countries that I listed as well because they want to partner with us. They want to. They don't want to just be beholden to the Chinese Communist Party. You look at uh, even some countries in Europe want to do a lot more. It's going to be hard because they are the ones that are constraining us. 
the deficit, the trade deficit continues to grow. So the, the powers that be are probably going to look at Europe and say, you know, why don't you start buying a little more from us, change your regulations, and then we'll see about buying more. So there will be some of that if, uh, if it's possible. To go further, uh, Africa and India, it'll be a while. It's not an overnight thing. It's not even going to be a one-year, two-year, three-year thing. But, oh, my goodness, the opportunities I see in India if they decide someday that they can't produce it all themselves and that we can buy some of their stuff and that they can buy some of our stuff what a country to trade with and we just had a breakthrough they're now going to be buy some of our pork they're buying some alfalfa which they needed and in exchange we're going to be buying some of their pomegranates and a couple other fruits we were very close to a deal on that and they walked they walked i think they've come around so if that's a start, not the end of a successful trading relationship with India, then huge opportunities there. Africa as well. And there's a lot of issues with Africa when it comes to trade. You know, I think there's still some graft and corruption, but it's far less than what it was. And I think they understand that if they don't start dealing with us, they're going to have only one entity to deal with, and that's China. And they don't want that. They want to spread their risk. They know our ethics. They know our quality, our credibility, our ethics. And so we think there's a possibility they'll do that. Is there- and that is Ted McKinney. He's now the CEO of NASDA. Some interesting stuff there, especially how the trade works and how it affects one country versus another. So some good, interesting information there. Thank you so much, Aaron and Ted. And it is 5.30 on a Monday morning. We've got markets coming up. We'll be hearing from Rocky Olson. He's coming in next. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean loves working with our area farmers, and they want to say thank you. And they also want to make 2022 a great year for you with a crop of dark red kidney beans. Kidney beans are a high-value crop with a great return on investment and a great addition to any rotation. Chippewa Valley Bean would like to work with you in 2022 to bring value to your operation with a crop of kidney beans. If you want to talk about what Chippewa Valley Bean can do for you, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-193 or find them on the web at cvbean.com. That's cvbean.com. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. This is Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network in Grand Forks, North Dakota. As a young man growing up in Buffalo County, Wisconsin, I was listening to Pat Kellehart, Jerry Erdahl, and, and yes, you, Bob Bosold on Wax. But that, of course, was a long, long time ago. I celebrated 40 years in this business earlier this year. Congratulations on 45 years. Best wishes from the Red River Farm Network. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it is that time in the morning to check in with our markets. And Rocky over at Premier is with us this morning. Good morning, Rocky. Hey, good morning. All right. Well, it's a busy Monday morning. Kick us off. What's all going on over at Premier? Uh, thank you, Kristen, and good morning, everyone. Uh, this is how last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Uh, we did sell over 2,700 head. Fed cattle market steady. High choice and prime Holstein steers 112 to 124.50. Select and low choice dollar one to a dollar eleven. Choice beef steers and heifers 115 to 127.50. Uh, market cows uh, steady. High yielding heavyweight cows 63 to 79. Uh, most cows from 50 to 62. Uh, your bulls, high-yielding heavyweight bulls, 86 all the way up to a dollar four. Uh, those lighter and plainer bulls, 85 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday. Uh, traded mostly from 70 to 90, uh, with those higher yielding individuals from 90 to a dollar. Lower yielding and lightweights, 70 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves, uh, that continues a strong market, mostly from 75 to 215 dollars per head. Uh, beef calves, 150 to 350. Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 20. Uh, feeder cattle auction, uh, held here last Tuesday. We had a special. Uh, selling over 500. New crop beef calves, mostly 135 to 185. Those yearlings, 125 to 165. Holstein steers, mostly 90 to $1.20. Uh, we did sell over 600 head of dairy cattle here at Premier last week, selling uh, dairy cattle on Wednesday and Thursday. 
Uh, top Supreme Fresh cows brought 1850 to 2500. Many other good cows from 1250 to 18 and a quarter. Top Holstein Spring and Heifers from 14 to 1925. This week on Tuesday, uh, we have a regular feeder cattle auction. Wednesday, we get our dairy cattle auction. Over 100 uh, Holstein Parlor Freestall cows, over 75 Holstein Spring and Heifers. Questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Check our website for detailed information on uh, individual consignments, a full market report at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Don't forget spring machinery auction coming up here March 25th. If you want to see what we got coming in, take a look at our early consignment list on the website. So that's the way it shaped up, uh, Kristen. Wow, it was a busy week last week, and you got a busy week coming up. We do. We All do. right. Well, I'll let you get back to it, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. And now it's that time of the morning to check in with our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. How are you today? I'm good. How was your drive-in this morning? Actually, not too bad. I mean, cold, but once I let my car heat up a little bit, it was fine. <laughs> and the roads were clear. I mean, considering we got snow yesterday, mm-hmm. my drive-in was actually pretty dry. Yeah, no, I was pretty surprised by that. Looks like our crews are doing pretty well. Yeah. So catch us up. What's all going on with the weather? What are we looking at? Are we going to have a heat wave soon or more snow? <laughs> yeah, I guess a heat wave in relative terms is a good way to put it because, well, today we have this chilly start, but uh, we'll start off the day kind of sunny, but then more clouds will roll in later on this afternoon. And with that being said, maybe a slight chance of a few flurries here and there, but highs getting up into about the low 20s. Winds pretty calm today otherwise, but later on tonight, that warm front's going to start moving through, so our temperatures aren't going to dip that low, uh, mainly into the low teens for the most part as cloud cover hangs around setting up for a mostly cloudy day tomorrow but temperatures getting into the mid to upper 30s even and winds will start picking up out of the south only about five to ten miles per hour so not really going to be breezy then later on tomorrow night maybe a little chance of some wintry mix uh, but otherwise mostly snow Uh, just a little bit doesn't look like it'll amount to anything more than a nuisance snow mostly cloudy otherwise with temperatures falling to around the freezing point and wednesday shaping up to be a little bit warmer as well with a couple flakes early in the morning otherwise mostly cloudy and temperatures into the upper 20s and low 30s right now in eau claire though sitting at a balmy zero degrees i'm skyhorn 13 meteorologist mike dandria very nice mike now we've got a week away yet are you ready for valentine's day uh boy that i would does say not sound positive yeah i mean my fiance and i are spending it apart for one more year just because well she's a teacher out in minnesota oh so okay. it's just gonna be another day for us really oh well you can at least send her flowers or chocolates or something or give her a nice weather I mean, I hope she's not listening to this because then that might bring the expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nice weather. I said nice weather, you know. That's true. I can at least least try in that department. And (laughs) yeah, maybe I should buy her some flowers or something. Yes, they have flower (laughs) delivery people in Minnesota. That is true. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much for the update. We'll catch you tomorrow. All right. Have a good day. You too. There he goes. That's Mike Dandry, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Let them do the cleaning for you. Marquardt Motors has an auto detailing package, $189.95 for an interior and exterior detail. That is a $250 value. Or an interior or exterior detail for $99.95. Call or book your appointment at MarquardtMotors.com. And it is that time again this morning. We've got to talk about some news. It's a crazy busy morning. Let's head over to our newsroom and check in with Morgan McCarthy. Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. If you kind of like to unplug and use that weekend to decompress, definitely understand that. So plugging back into a new week, we start with headlines from Brown Deer, and that's where police say a weekend shooting and standoff left three people dead and another person wounded, but started as domestic violence. In that area, the police chief, Peter Nimmer, says it looks like one of the people killed and the person who was wounded were trying to help the situation. The chief saying the suspected gunman, a 26-year-old man, is believed to have killed himself. There was a two-year-old in the home at the time of those shootings so that child was unhurt. We look to the state level where it's now against the law in Wisconsin to destroy vaccine doses. Governor Tony Evers signed a law that bans the intentional destruction of vaccine doses and makes it a felony. Now, we'll trace it back a little bit. It came about after that Milwaukee area pharmacist left hundreds of doses of the coronavirus vaccine out to spoil in December of 2020. You likely remember that story. Well, local prosecutors had originally had to file misdemeanor attempted destruction of property charges because Wisconsin law was silent about vaccine destruction. So federal 
prosecutor stepped in, charged the pharmacist with tampering with a consumer product. He pleaded guilty and now he's serving three years in prison. Well, the primary votes had the writing on the wall and now school leaders in Toma are walking away from a school referendum that looks doomed to fail. The city school district last week said it's pausing plans to ask voters for up to $96 million for new schools because it doesn't look like that plan would pass, though not saying now or if that would happen. No timeline. We go back to the state level where younger teens in Wisconsin will not be able to work later on nights when they don't have school. Heading into the weekend, Governor Evers went pen to paper and vetoed a plan that would have allowed teens under 16 to work up to 11 p.m. Governor said he doesn't want to create two separate systems of work requirements as it is now. Maybe you know this if you have a teen. 14, 15-year-olds can only work until 7 during the school year, 9.30 during the summer. Although if they're working on a farm, those hours are probably pretty laughable, right? Especially during hang season. When it comes to public health, a new COVID-19 Omicron subvariant has been detected in Wisconsin and appears to spread more readily than Omicron. UW Health Infectious Disease Specialist Dr. Nasia Safdar said getting vaccinated and boosted is the best protection. But the severity of disease seems to be similar to what we've noticed with Omicron. And um, because it is still closely related to Omicron, I think that the vaccination and booster benefits will still hold for this one. Safdar says vaccination and good public health practices will be critical to shortening this Omicron-fueled phase of the pandemic. And on that note, hospitalizations continue to fall here in Wisconsin. You can always find a direct link, by the way, online, 715newsroom.com. And watch out, potatoes. Vodka is still America's favorite, but another is on track to claim the top spot. Cactuses, I'm looking at you. The U.S. Distilled Spirits Council says sales of high-end versions of this type of mezcal soared by 83% during last year's third quarter. Overall, they report revenue from tequila sales jumped 30% in 2021 to $5.2 billion, trailing vodka, which has held the top spot in the U.S. since the 1970s. They report volumes of luxury spirits priced at $50 or more per 750-milliliter bottle rocketed up 125% between 2015 and 2020. In part, blame the pandemic, say industry experts, as Americans started experimenting with cocktail creations at home. I'm Scott Carr. Well, with Kristen and Jill in the Midwest Farm Show. I think you get that nice, cold, tall glass of milk. If you're feeling fancy, maybe salt the rim and stick an umbrella (laughs) in it. You might need something stronger, though, with the Wax Morning Show. We blend that up just after 6 this morning right here on Wax (laughs) 104.5. That's right. We're not drinking tequila at this time in the morning, are we, Jill? (laughs) No. Yeah, that's a little bit harsh. I don't know. It's not even 6 a.m., so... No, I'd have to have some breakfast or something in order to get that tequila in oh, at the same time. That would be tough. Well, it is a busy morning. We are 19 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got markets coming up next. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Hi, Bob. It's Michelle Betterkind, president of the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. I just want to congratulate you on your 45-year anniversary with WAX. Of course, I also have to mention that you were inducted into our WBA Hall of Fame in 2007. That's a pretty big deal. And you're a pretty big deal. You really make a difference in your local community, Bob. So, on behalf of the WBA and Wisconsin's broadcasters, keep up the good work. And for now, go enjoy your well-deserved Hawaiian vacation with our mutual friends at Holiday Vacations. Cheers and aloha, my friend. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. Everybody's going to be enjoying Mr. Bob Bosel's big anniversary. We're going to be talking about that for pretty much the whole week. It's going to be a busy, busy time. And congratulations again on 45 years. But it is time to check in with our morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity El Tuna Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers, dollar to $1.30. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, dollar to $1.25. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.15 to $1.22. Choice Holstein steers, $1.05 to $1.14. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.04 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 66 to 75 with a top of 77. 60% of the cows sold from 49 to 65. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 48 and down. 
Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 80 to $1.05. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 79 and down. Cow bulls sold from 65 to 90. Thin, full horned, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $140 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to $240 per head. Or to consign cattle to our upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. And thank you so much, Jim Lindsay, over at the Equity Altoona Barn. Now it's time to check in with the markets over at the Stratford Equity Barn. And we'll check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Kristen, good morning to you and Jill, and you're telling me it's only zero over there, so I feel uh, balmy here this morning over here in this part of the world, 11 above, so wow. I guess it's, we are going to get in the 20s today, though, correct? Yeah, we are going to get into the 20s, a high at 21 today. Well, that'll be good, and then 30s tomorrow, so... If it's 11 degrees with you right now, I wonder if you're going to hit the 30s today, then. I don't know. I'll have to look at some local forecast, but the reason we brought that up is because better to be marketing livestock when we don't have to be looking at these 15, 20 degree below zeros and all that other stuff. So I guess we don't have to worry too much about the temperature this week. In fact, it should be pretty nice. So we'll get right into what's going on at Equity Stratford uh, this coming week here. Sounds good. Kristen, thank you. And uh, again, uh, marketing week on tap here at Equity Stratford uh, this week. As I mentioned, we get started this morning at 30 a.m. on Monday. We sell... uh, market cows here every Monday, along with fat cattle bulls. Calf sale does start today at 11.30, and I'm looking back a little bit last week. A good, steady to strong market on cows and also on calves, but again, uh, cold weather last week. You need to be very, very selective on the calves, but good demand on the top quality calves. Not much demand, however, for these heifer calves. So we'll see what happens this week. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we start here at 10 o'clock. Hay and straw auction at 10 o'clock tomorrow. I've already consigned for that auction tomorrow. We do have uh, square bales of oat straw. So if you folks are looking for that, uh, large squares of oat straw, that'll be uh, in straw sale. 11 o'clock tomorrow, we sell organic market cows. We do every Tuesday. Buy conventional market cows on Tuesday. Our Wednesday auction starts at 10 o'clock. Uh, full marketing day on Wednesday with fed cattle, cows, hog and goats, baby calves. Feeder cattle auction this week is at 12 noon on Wednesday. Thursday auction for marketing down Thursday at o'clock. And also, uh, you folks, to uh, take a look at our website uh, for the uh, meeting schedules uh, for equity this year. We are uh, finally going to get to where you can sit down and have a meal and with each other, a full, I guess, uh, in-person meetings are scheduled. Now, these are all in March. Uh, so, folks, in the series, you can check our website and uh, see when your annual meeting is. And I think you have to sign up if you are planning on coming for the lunch. So anyway, well, again, like I said, all that information is on the website. And, Kristen, uh, you guys have a nice day, and we'll be back here tomorrow morning. Um, update how things are going to go around the world today. And, uh, well, like you guys were talking about tequila before, always got to remember it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Oh, that's true. Well, thanks so much, Jerry. We'll catch you tomorrow. Stay warm. Yep, you too. Yep, you too. There he goes. That's Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Barn. We've got more markets coming up next. Michelle from Torino will be with us. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're a few minutes before 6 o'clock, and, you know, we've got Jill Welke in the house with us. You know, Miss Moneybags, and I guess, Jill, introduce who's coming in with us now to talk markets. We have Michelle Tureen from Tureen Livestock. Good morning, Michelle. Well, hi there, Jill. Good morning, Kristen and Jill. Jill, Jill, how's it going, Jill? It's going really, really good. Floating on air, not yeah. getting a lot of sleep. Oh, well, you know, with that new ten grand, you probably don't have to sleep too much, huh? Well, I did come to work, though, because I'm figuring it won't keep me going very long. Oh, I thought maybe, you know, hey, you know, you're buying Kristen a pair of jeans. Yeah, you know, don't well, forget the people to the east here. I can buy Kristen some jeans, but uh, I think I got to go buy some more cows. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, <laughs> I don't know how many you're going to get with 10 grand, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think she was sleeping on that 10 grand. That's why she hasn't been sleeping well. You know, she has to fluff it up every now and again. 
Sure, no kidding. <laughs> well, hey, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh well, Michelle, it's a busy morning, and you know we'll we'll, we'll be sweet talking Jill throughout the week, I'm sure. But catch us up. What's all going on over at Terrain? All right, thank you. Summing up the week of January 31st at Terrain Livestock Market in the Slaughterhouse Market last week, we tapped at 84. 83% of the cows flipped from 51 and above. Market cows were 64 to 79. Low yielding cows 53 to 63. Thin and weak cows 51 and lower. In the Holstein Steel Market, Choice and Prime 104 to 122. Selects were 101 and down. Four beef type stairs and heifers, Choice 108 to 128. Selects were 104 and lower. In the bull market, high-yielding beef types came in at 65 to 87, with utilities at 63 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves come from $90 to $165 per head. Lighter or lower quality calves, $30 per head and down. Holstein heifer calves were 10 to $25 per head. Beef beef cross calves, 80 to 285 per head. In the hog market, butcher house were 46 to 57, sows were 30 to 59, boars were 12 and below. Today will be our next sale. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. For today's sale, we have a consignment of 17 sows weighing 600 to 700 pounds. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the Citrine Livestock, your family owned an operating market. Have a great day. I think you will have a great day, especially when Jill takes you out for, like, lunch or something. Hey, great idea. <laughs> I'll see you then. I'm sure, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure Jill just loves all this promotion for this. I think she does. You know, happy Valentine's get. Day to everyone. Yeah, there you go. Right? Exactly. What did Oprah always used to say? And you've got food and you've got this. Like on her big giveaway and you, day. And you. Yes, Jill, it's your big day. Well, you know, you guys are really helping me spend this. I think I already have it spent, though. Sorry. <laughs> right I'm away. thinking you might be in debt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Michelle, thank you so much for the update and the laughs on a Monday morning. Sounds good. You guys take care. <laughs> you too. There she goes. That's Michelle over at Terrain Livestock. And we still got a busy morning. We've got markets coming up next. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you. And that means you want to talk to Christensen Sales in Abbotsford. Call Christensen Sales in Abbotsford at 715-223-6345 if you want to have an auction. They'll line it up for you, and don't forget it, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, they're now offering live online bidding options as well. Your complete auction facility, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, 715-223-6345. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Bob, this is Larry Mueller. You might not go down as the absolute smartest student I've had in my years of teaching at UW-Madison, but you were a great student, and you certainly have had one of the greatest careers of any student I've ever had. Congratulations on your 45 years of broadcasting at Wax FM in Eau Claire. Now let's go find the rabbit, Dale Nodolph, and go off for a beer. Congrats, buddy. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And time to finish up with our morning markets. We got your March corn up a nickel at 625. March oats down 7 at 724. March beans up 12 at 1566. March soybean meal up four dollars and ten cents to four forty-eight a ton. Your March wheat is up six at seven seventy. Country elevators around the area. We've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at five sixty-five for corn. Baldwin, Durand, and Elmwood are at five sixty-seven and fourteen ninety-six. Mondovi's at five sixty-seven for corn, fourteen ninety-one for beans. Fall Creek is at five sixty-seven and fourteen eighty-six. Osseo's at five seventy-seven, fourteen ninety-six. Stevens Point is at fourteen eighty-six for beans. Elk Mount is at five seventy-two for corn and fourteen ninety-two for beans. Sparta's at five eighty and fourteen ninety-four. Ellsworth is at five fifty-four for corn, fourteen eighty-one for beans. Ethanol plants in the area. Boyceville's at five ninety-six. Stanley's at five eighty-six. New Richmond's at five eighty-one. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese up four and a quarter cent to a dollar eighty-nine and a half. Your blocks are up two at a dollar ninety. 
Double A grade butter is up four and three quarter cent to two dollars and fifty cents. And your class three futures for February is up twenty five cents to twenty seventy. March up thirty five to twenty one sixty six. April up forty one to twenty one eighty. May up twenty two to twenty one fifty two. June up thirty four cents to twenty one fifty six. And the markets were double digits upward into two thousand and twenty three. Input costs are up in agriculture. We all know that. One of the reasons, fertilizer prices. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, is with us. And Dan, uh, you've been pushing the pencil a little bit, and fertilizer costs we know are high, but uh, have you got some ideas how to handle that situation better than uh, just paying it out and what we can do on the fields to maybe maximize our inputs? Uh, yes, Bob. I think it's important to look at the potential for return. Uh, alfalfa should be a good crop to grow in 2022 because while potassium went up, it hasn't gone up near as much as nitrogen did, which we would need for the corn. But in order to get the maximum return from your fertilizer, I think there's a couple important principles to remember. Uh, one is that uh, when we fertilize a crop, uh, the first limiting nutrient is what determines the yield. So, for example, if your field was deficient in sulfur and you did not apply that but put the potassium, you're still not going to get the yield that you might expect. So do do a soil test and apply all of the nutrients that are needed on that field if you're going to fertilize. The second thing to keep in mind is the soil pH of your field. Again, look at that from a soil test. If the soil pH is much below 6.6, that field is not going to yield very well, no matter how much fertilizer you put on. So it might be worthwhile to consider turning over some fields that have low pHs and replanting alfalfa on fields that have been limed and have a soil pH around 6.8. The third thing to keep in mind is the stand density. Uh, All of our research has clearly shown that we need to have about 55 stems per square foot to be in an optimum yield range, that if we have spots in the field or fields that are down around 40 stems per square foot, we'd expect the the best we can do is a 25% yield reduction. So, again, it might be worthwhile to turn over thinner stands uh, to replant uh, new fields, and then to take the uh, maximum yield that we can get. It is important to remember that the cost of potassium is actually about the same as it was in 2007. So we've sort of been spoiled by record low prices. Uh, it is possible to have a good return if we manage our fields appropriately. But do remember to look for those uh, three traits, uh, that all nutrients are in an adequate level, that we have a good stem density, and that our soil pH is where it should be, up around 6.8. And if so, uh, we can expect a very good return from our potassium fertilizer. And again, particularly this year, since alfalfa is high in protein as well as energy. So there are ways to skin the cat, as they say, with these fertilizer prices. Dan Undersander with us once again, our forage specialist in Wisconsin, on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program. Thanks so much, Bob. And it is a busy morning here at Wax. We're at zero degrees right now. Looking at a high of 21 degrees and a mostly sunny day. Tomorrow, some clouds and a high of 38. Wednesday, 34 and some scattered snow. And before we let you go, you've all heard the phrase, Beef, it's what's for dinner. And now you'll see a new face with the phrase. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association, which is funded by the Beef Checkoff, announced a new partnership with celebrity athlete and former football star Tony Romo at the 2022 Cattle Industry Convention. The partnership with Romo will last one year, will promote all things beef from beef nutrition to how beef are raised.